What is up, Fight Fam? From the ever-beautiful City of Angels, this is Cage Free Chicks, a combat sports-centered podcast by women, about women, and for everyone, where we take a look into the world of combat sports through the female lens and discuss how martial arts have helped shape some of the toughest women on the planet. As always, we're your favorite Cage Free Chicks, Nadia and Michelle. For episode 12, we're joined by Leah Almendia. Leah is the founder and owner of Ezer Agency, an athlete relations management company. While working for Fox Sports during the early days of the UFC deal, Leah saw a need in athlete and talent relations that was not being fulfilled. And so she stepped up to support some of the world's most elite and hardworking athletes in their efforts to express their unique individualities. As someone who has been helping others tell their stories, we feel it is about time that Leah's story gets told as well. She's a wonderful, calm, and deeply empathetic individual that always seeks to nurture the people around her. She's incredibly humble and pragmatic. Leah knows exactly who she is and what her abilities are, and she gives her career and her athletes her all. Enjoy! I was going to say we're live, and every time I tell myself I'm not going to say that, but <laughs> here we are yet again. Um, Leah, thank you so much for being with us. Um, I know we had like a pre-conversation before this, but we're seriously so excited to talk to you, and not many people, I feel like this is so cool because not many people know who you are, and so yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I wanted to keep I'm that way. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, same. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Seriously, thank you so much for being here. We're super excited and hopefully people can learn a lot about what you do and uh, maybe they'll have a newfound appreciation for um, there some of the people that aren't always like in the spotlight. So yeah. we're, we're really excited. Yeah, and re- really understand like what it truly means to run the sport and run the fighters and everything in the background because, you know, like it's you see the final product. I think it's like the same thing with a lot of things. You see the product and then you don't really a lot of people don't know what happens in the background to make sure all of these things go off the way that they do. Yeah. And True facts. We want, you know, we want to highlight, like we said, um, in our, I think first episode or like in our emails is that we want to highlight the entire village that it takes to make our sport True. run. And, uh, yeah, you are you're one of those wonderful, amazing people in the background. I appreciate that. I'm I like, really do. When I got your, uh, DM, when you guys split into my DMs, I was like, what? Me? <laughs> I was really shocked. Yeah. I was like, I can get some people for you if you want. And I still get. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. Um, I'm grateful and honored. Um, yes. I've done like maybe probably one and a half interviews. If that um, one was super short, a digital one like years ago. Um, but to have like the spotlight is kind of, yeah, well, kind of the spotlight, but you know, yeah. no, 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 no. the tone of the spotlight is totally this on is very yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. And, and I know you've like kind of a uh, voice a little bit of reservations like me, like what, you know, but I mean, why not? You are like man, talent management in general, like, you know, considering the industry that we work on, like we know what it takes yeah. and then to go a step further and be a woman in talent management on, you know, then like uh, publicity and all like dealing with all of that public relations with fighters. Oh, that's another, it's yeah. another layer to that. So we're like so deeply fascinated with um, what initially, you know, brought you to the sport, how you found your, the career path that you're on and, just like what you learn along the way and (laughs) maybe we'll learn something from you uh first of all i never thought i could work in fighting it Mm -hmm. never even crossed my mind Mm -hmm. um even sports i didn't know i could work in sports i went to school in san jose i'm born and raised i was born and raised in san jose 
went to South State. I studied sociology and did a minor in business, but never in my life did I think I could work in sports or just do anything in fighting. Uh, looking back, I know I was passionate about combat sports and kickboxing and um, even wrestling. My dad, for a brief time, was a wrestling coach. My brother wrestled. Um, I have pictures even on my phone right now. My screensaver is my brother. He's probably like five in, oh. um, in a singlet. With his hand raised. My grandpa's raising his hand. And I'm there just with a popsicle, like, just next to him. <laughs> That's so So funny. I look back. I'm like, yeah. oh, like, I like I love being around yeah. the, um, yeah. you want to go all the way back, kind of, how I did how I Yeah, yeah. Sure. sure. Yeah. Well, so if you want to take us that far back, well, we'll love okay. it. Um, well, my background, which is kind of crazy, but when I'm learning, what I'm learning now, and I see it over and over again in my life, is that nothing is ever wasted. Mm -hmm. No experience wow. is ever wasted. Mm -hmm. And so I, my background is in human resources. And I thought I was going to do that for the rest of my life. When mm -hmm. I went to college, I was like, okay, I want to work in HR. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was in San Jose, there's a lot of, uh, like, it's all Silicon Valley and yeah. tech companies. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't want to work with a bunch of nerds. No offense. <laughs> no offense to anyone that's out there in the tech industry. But, dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I, want to, I wanted to do it for the entertainment industry. Yeah. So I moved to L.A. and I used to work at Costco also. Oh, Nine years at Costco Wholesale. Some um, good benefits there. Yes. I heard right here it's like a legitimate great, great place pay, to work. Yeah. Great benefits, bonuses, everything. That's where my customer service background comes mm -hmm. in. That's why I feel like nothing is wasted. Yeah. And that's where I actually started in HR. Then fast forward, uh, moved to LA and I got a job in Fox at Fox Sports in HR. Okay. So I did a couple of years of that. But at that point, um, I was so fascinated with um, just sports and the production. And I felt like I was on the outside looking in. Right. So And this was pre-UFC deal. Pre-UFC. Yeah. yeah. So at Fox, just started at Fox. Well, not just started. I was there for a couple of years. So at the point where I was like, you know, you get to that two, two and a half year mark mm -hmm. where you're like, oh, I want to do something well, different. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had really <laughs> great bosses that helped yeah. me figure out how my uh, skills could transfer over into something else. So right. then, okay. cut, it all sh like, cut it shorter. Um, I got a job at Fox Sports West mm -hmm. in production operations. Okay. So I was an operations coordinator mm. on the tech side. So I did mm -hmm. a lot of like TV truck. Work and yeah, <laughs> cable like, runs and trying to figure out where the cameras would yeah. <laughs> um, be placed and platforms and all that. Um, and anyway, all that to say is I was at Fox Sports West and then I transferred over to Fuel TV. Okay. But oh. this was pre-UFC. Yeah, so I used I to watch a lot just, as, like, as a kid. Like, yeah. like surfing and skateboarding and all that sort of stuff was always on Fuel TV. Yeah, <laughs> I transferred over to Fuel and again was in operations. Um, but then probably I want to say about six months, six to eight months um, into my time at Fuel TV, mm -hmm. the UFC um, Fox deal was announced. And even when I was at west fox sports west i kind of heard like whispers of it and mm -hmm. i was like i have to get yeah. over there but nothing was public nothing right. was done um and then um i get over there and then the deal's done and i just basically there was the first ufc on fox in 2011 mm -hmm. i believe mm -hmm. november of 2011 yeah. i worked on that team for that first show and i just i found i worked with the, the coordinating producer at the time and i just 
basically went up to him like I have to be on this team. That's like, amazing. I have to. And I I didn't know what I was asking. I just yeah. you're like, I, I need was, to be involved somehow. Um, yeah. yeah, and not to toot my own horn, but I was pretty much the only person that knew about MMA in um on that team. Right. Yeah. I wow. I was the one that followed it. I had been like following Ariel Hawani and like just yeah, yeah. even before that, like my brother had been training. He had been um training in amateur MMA mm-hmm. and um, I had started doing kickboxing also many, many years ago. So I had been around the sport for right. a while. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I basically, I That's was in the awesome. first UFC on Fox team. That is insane. That's like around the time that we became, became friends. friends. Yeah. 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 So it's, and it's so funny that you, you know, um, when I think of that time, I literally, I don't know if it was the, the first card that was on fox or the second card or whatever the jail was on um and he gave i think it was the second one yeah, yeah i think yeah, yeah and, but, but that moment like him winning and him like getting on the mic after to me whenever i think of like the ufc on fox like i literally think of that moment i don't know <laughs> yeah i don't know it's like burned into my mind forever and i always associate it with you like us being friends so it's like very like, funny yeah. talking to you <laughs> yeah it's all it's like all coming together so and it's like you were there like making it happen yeah, yeah. Awesome. and i was actually bummed because i was on the outside like literally kind of stuck on the outside in the, in the production trailers mm-hmm. i don't think i had a credential to get inside or i don't remember but yeah. i was like i'm gonna get in there <laughs> i'm getting in there somehow and then you know uh, fast forward um i was brought onto the team and um so i did that for a couple of years basically just production management mm-hmm. managing wow. actually to be like truth be told my very first job um I was supposed to be Jay Glazer's talent handler. And um, that's all it was supposed to be. It was with somebody to just make sure he got where he needed to go and make sure his wardrobe was there. And, um, but then it morphed into a full production manager. Did it morph because people saw skills in you or because you demanded, um, demanded that or because I imagine, I mean, like those type of talent handlers, like runners, all those sort of people are often like, what am I trying to say? Often people who the crew doesn't really know what to do with, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay, like you can do this. So was that like a a way for you to prove yourself or is it that you are the one that kind of took them aside and like, look, I need to do something more. Well, it wasn't what you just said. Like I didn't take anyone to the side, but it's basically when we started, um, Fox didn't realize how much involvement we would have in the production. Uh, oh, okay. So, cause ConCom, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, but mm-hmm. ConCom is the production company that produces the um, UFC mm-hmm. in-house and outside. They okay. crew it mm-hmm. and they provide the trucks. Um, there's a bunch of UFC staff, obviously, that, right. that yeah. works for well, putting on the show. Um, trucks, inside and out, whatever. But um, because Fox has a certain way of doing things, I like to do things big, big sets, take care of your talent, yeah. um, lots of producers on site. It just morphed into, oh, That's we need so this. Cool. Yeah. Oh, we need this. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also had other producers. Um, there were probably like three producers in the truck, and there was a backstage producer, and just everything that they didn't know, UFC didn't know we would need right. yeah. to put I on see. the type of show that Fox yeah. was used to. Right. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that makes sense. It was like a very unprecedented kind yeah. of deal and yeah like learn as you go type of thing so right that's so cool when well, i feel like the level of like production was certainly like elevated i mean there's no way that we could have like the show that we have now i think without Absolutely. these sort of like steps and i think that that was like a big thing i remember like watching the fox cards and being like 
oh, like things are changing. Like this is becoming like really, not this that it wasn't a real. real sport. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 it is no becoming one. like a real sport, you yeah. know, and like those stupid robot graphics that they have or whatever. <laughs> but like, you know, that showed the red corner, I guess this is what they're, they were trying to do, but the red corner, the blue corner, all these sort of things yeah. to help integrate like right. the casual audience and also make the That's true, more yeah. like hardcore fans realize like, oh, like, yeah. hey guys, we're real. Oh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I didn't really realize That's how definitely, much. Um, brought in just even like just the graphics and the music yeah. and the camera angles and all that like they you could almost elevated. i mean i don't know why you do this but you can almost like listen to a fight like sometimes i'll be in the kitchen and i'll hear i can hear it in the background and you kind of know those cues right you know yeah. so it's, it's pretty cool that they got got in so early and were able to kind of set the standard you know because yeah. i think you're seeing it play out now and after you kind of transitioned from kind of being like the talent handler into production management, like how did your day-to-day change like on the job? Yeah, on the job. Um, it was basically at the time we were traveling to every show. We weren't doing studio shows yet. Okay. So we were, um, our desk was on site for every fight night. That's yeah. pretty fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was, it was interesting to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically everything from making sure like, crew everyone have had coffee and yeah. food to copies like i didn't have any help i didn't have yeah, any right. and wow. i don't remember if i had any pas not saying like i was a martyr for yeah, yeah. ufc on fox of course. but i i don't remember having help because it was still very new yeah. and so it was very like, bare bones Leah will do it Leah will do it um but there was also like a lot of hands on deck right. other producers that i worked with um we all wore a lot of different hats, but my main job was to support the producers and the talent to make sure that everyone got what they needed to stay in their lane to do their job. And then um, what was the catalyst for you to then uh, start your agency? I guess, how did that transition happen? So basically when we would have the analysts, mm-hmm. we would have them, obviously they were, they were active fighters, right? Yeah. So at the time we were having Chael Sonnen, Dominic Cruz. Um, Rashad Evans, like all these active fighters were, were our analysts, mm-hmm. which is like, unlike any other sport. Yeah. Um, usually they're retired. Yeah. Uh, what I started to notice, not only with our analysts that we worked with, but I would also book guests for UFC tonight. So the producer, either my boss, coordinating producer or the producer of the show would say who they would want for the week on UFC okay. tonight. And I would go after them and like contact them directly yeah. or contact their managers and I would notice that these fighters were saying they were going to say, be, do this interview, but they weren't showing up. They weren't either showing up for their flights or they were late or they brought the wrong clothes or right. just no one was guiding them. Yeah. Like, they were, like the manager or they were saying, okay, yeah, we'll be there. And just like, there's, there was no organization. Yeah. Um, I didn't say none, but very yeah. little. Yeah, very little. Um, and then especially with the analysts that I worked with, they always seem lost. Like mm-hmm. I just always had to remind them of where they were going, but we right. had communicated it to people that they worked with. Right. And I just noticed. So that was after like, mm, let me think about this. Probably after about a year and a half, almost two years, I was like, there's something missing from that on that end. Right. But then that's also what started to stir in me. Like I love this sport so much and I need to be a part of it more. Like, TV is not enough for me. Right. I need to be on the other side of it. I want to figure out how I can be on the business side mm-hmm. of fighting. And so I basically like, I, I felt like I studied it. I studied what was going on for a while. Smart. Um, probably for about nine months. I tried to figure out like, where can I fit in? And I was asking questions. I was 
talking to the fighters, just like, who does this for you? Yeah. Like, what do you guys feel is missing? And no one knew why I was asking. Yeah. Um, except for a couple, I was kind of honest. I'm like, I'm thinking about trying to get on that side. Sort of- but even then, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. It was just like, I was trying to figure out where I could fit in. Um, maybe so, like that job probably didn't really exist. Yeah. I don't think it still does. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that you um, could occupy that yeah, space. I do it very different. Right. I do management very different. Um, I do it very up close. And I know a lot of managers and agents are close with their with yeah. their clients. But even me saying clients, I don't like that word yeah. for anyone I work with. Seems very transactional. Yeah. So, um yeah. it's more just I work with them like we're we're family we're we're friends like we're part of each other's um just you know journey so anyway i feel like i moved ahead um i yeah i figured it out basically actually i say it like i knew what i was doing i didn't know (laughs) what i was doing of course but i knew i had to get out of production and i knew sort of what i wanted to do i was having before i left I was having conversations with different managers and agents. I even, even when I put in my notice with uh, Fox, I uh, I spoke with somebody at the UFC, like, where can I fit in on this side? But it, it's not what I wanted to do at the right. time. I just put in my notice and I figured like, I'm going to figure this out and I'm just going to start my own business. As you guys know, it's an athlete relations company. It's yeah. a hybrid of management and media relations. Mm-hmm. I don't even like to say publicist because I feel like publicists who are like, been in it for years mm-hmm. or like have their degrees in publicity and yeah. communication. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to take that away from somebody. I yeah. just know yeah. that I've worked in entertainment and I have this experience from the other side of it. So right. that's what I bring to right. the table. Yeah. Um, and then my management skills, I feel like come from my production skills mm-hmm. because it's just managing for me, these guys lives and women are a big production. So mm-hmm. I yeah. approach their lives and their fights and Whatever they have coming up, like a production, and I stay organized, like I'm putting That's, on yeah. a production. It's a skill that not many people have. Like, I feel like I like organizing and managing and stuff, and like I definitely do that on for at least for this show. Yeah. And Nadia's always like, I'll be like, okay, so I'm gonna make a folder, and this is our timeline, and blah, blah, blah. Yes. And she's like, I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I literally don't even we, know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. We can hang yeah. out. I mean, we can hang out. We need you too. Yeah. We need you to be like the creative person, and we're gonna. Like, yeah, yeah. label I mean, our folders. Okay. I literally got hired by one of our friends, Kevin Wolf. He probably doesn't listen, but um, <laughs> um, I got hired by one of our friends uh, right out of school. He like wanted me to go up to San Francisco with him to help like shoot this commercial thing. Yeah. And I remember he was like, I was doing the budget, and he was like, and I was like, okay, well, um, how much did you ask for? And he was like, oh, I asked for like thirty grand to make this, and I was like, and they're gonna give it to you? He's like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay, so the budget. We only need like five grand. He goes, dude, just throw in like a few thousand for you. Like, what's your rate? I was like, I don't have a rate. Like, what are you talking about? I don't do, I don't do this, you know? So I just gave myself like an imaginary fee. They paid me that money. I went up to San Francisco with like four boys and we shot this commercial. And I shit you not, like I didn't do, I felt like I didn't do anything. I would literally wake them up. Yeah. We stayed in the, I got an Airbnb. We stayed in the loft. I like would wake the guys up like, and be like, hey guys, um, so you need to go take a shower. And then after you're going to go in the shower and then we're going to, yeah. and then once you get out, you're going to go to Whole Foods and get us breakfast. And then when you come back, we'll all be showered. And then I'm going to order an Uber and then we're going to go. Yes. And I asked one of the guys who was there, I was like, am I like, am I doing anything? Because I literally feel like I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And he was like, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea like how much uh, organization this production now has. He was like, yeah, we went to Coachella and it's like really easy to just like get lost and like not actually do your job. And, and that's when I realized I was like, oh my God, like 
I had always taken it for granted, like right, management, yeah. you know, because it's come so like I have like to no me. natural proclivity for that. <laughs> yeah. I can like keep myself on track. Like, oh, I need to if I need to be there at this time, I like that. I need to do X, Y, and Z at like this time. But then, yeah, I'm much more suited for figuring out all the yeah. organizing the technical bits of it and complementary skills. I just, I, yeah, I never yeah. knew that like that was. I guess that sounds so silly, but like I never really knew that like man, like management organization was like a skill and like a job that people can right. have you know and like and, and i guess i didn't realize like how so many people don't have that and they like really 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 need that so mm-hmm. i don't know i appreciate you so much because yeah. <laughs> i guess in a way it's like very validating to myself but it's like yeah like a lot of people like you said like these fighters are coming and they're totally unprepared and yeah it's not like they're dumb or anything but it's just they don't know what yeah. they're doing so they need right. someone like well you. all the other sports they start getting groomed in high school and right. college yeah. as far as like media training right. and organization and they already probably have people around them too right. like they're quote unquote people yeah so um with the sport growing like it did with box yeah i just saw that there was a need and not to toot my own horn yeah i just you was should. like no you should yeah i know and i don't want to keep saying that i don't want to keep saying that because i whatever just but own it yeah. we're here because we like you yeah. i appreciate that but I just felt like, well, these are my natural gifts and abilities, and um, I want to offer it yeah. to the sport. Clearly, um, it's working. So Yeah. So <laughs> even, like, I, when I was going to start this, there was just this, like, sort of vision, not all weird, but just I had this vision of who these fighters are. Yeah. And they have a certain moment of time, and they're giving these gifts, talents, and abilities and I felt like I wanted to be someone that could offer my yeah. gift, talent, and right. ability okay. I see you. to steward what they were given. Yeah. Right. So how can I help them help them channel it like effectively? Yeah, effectively. Right? Yeah. And like help them stay in their lane, stay focused, and be the best them that they can be. And then I can do everything outside of right. the yeah. cage, the octagon, yeah. whatever yeah. it's and- off the map. I don't I don't know why you think like <laughs> no 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 I know but because it's so I think when people like us or even if it's you like if yeah. it's something that comes second nature to you it doesn't feel like work yeah, yeah. it totally. feels like yeah I'm just being me like um, yeah perhaps know. that's why it feels like you aren't doing anything when yeah. you are yeah. doing <laughs> it because you're like oh it's just like a just like for Habib, it was like wrestling. It's just, you know, breathing. Yeah. Right. Just, yeah. And it's like, are you, I wouldn't, yeah, I wonder what he like feels in the moment. It's like, do you think, do you know that you're wrestling? But like, no, pro- no, probably, probably not. not. Probably like, not. No, I just did it growing up. Like, whatever. yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Like when I had to organize all those guys, it was so like easy to me. And that's why I literally right. asked the graphic designer, I was like, how did you do this before? And he was like, seriously? Like, we would stay up late drinking, and I was like, okay, that's fine, you know? And he's like, but then in the morning, there wasn't someone, like, I would literally wake them up. Like, not in, like, a weird way, but I would just be like, oh, hey, guys, like, by the way, like, we need to leave by, like, do whatever you're going to do, but we need to leave by this time. And he's like, just having someone to say that to me, you know, and me not having to, like, check my phone and look at what time it is. And I would literally order the Uber, so I'd be like... Okay, it's gonna be here in ten minutes. That's like, put your shoes on. Get yeah. you know, get yeah. ready. Like, ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, but it's fascinating that you know, like, since we're all women here, that like, I feel like that is a very natural to a woman instinct. Just kind yeah. of, I don't want to say like, you know, like mother, mother hen, yeah. like, mm-hmm. or you know, den mother type of thing. But yeah, it's just fascinating how like in this sport, you know, being a woman is like you just gotta do your lady shit. You know, you just <laughs> yeah. gotta like tap into that. I don't know maternal instinct do you ever feel right and that's how I felt um I think a lot of I mean some of my fighters some of the like people that I've worked with have called me like Mama Leah (laughs) um 
And I don't think it's a bad term at all. I'm, yeah. I'm flattered by it. But that, that's actually what I felt I was bringing to the table is the nurturing side. Because mm-hmm. um, these guys are like hardcore and they're like just going, 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 you know, yeah. training. And and not to say like I don't baby them all, but I feel like just having a woman's um, presence. Totally. Yeah. Bring some walls down and helps them just sort of navigate. I don't know that happens with everybody. I just I know I have certain connections with yeah. some of the fighters that I work with, even the even the females. But it's it's been very rewarding to to feel that. And actually, that's the name. My, the name of my business is Ezer Agency. Mm-hmm. So Ezer is it's a word that that's used in the Bible when God created Eve for Adam, mm-hmm. and it means. To come alongside with power and support. That is awesome. That is um, like yeah, so cool. Yeah, so it's not <laughs> like a competition that. thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want to compete with any male in the yeah. space. Yeah. I'm me. Like yeah. I'm. You don't have what I have. And I don't have what you have. I still need a male. Like right. I still need to link arms with a male, whether that be a fighter, or another manager, or another agent, whatever it totally. is. Like I, I never have felt um, in competition with another male. I definitely have felt. Being in a male space, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, where I'm sure you guys, you ladies, oh, yeah. like have <laughs> felt that. Um, but that's when I just have to just sort of shoulders back, head high. Mm-hmm. I'm, just like, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but um, generally, have you found your experience, you know, like like you said, um, being in the male space, like fairly smooth or like? I <laughs> Yes, I want to say it's been smooth. Um, I've had, by the grace of God, I've had favor with a lot of people that I've worked with, probably the majority of people, female and male. Yeah. Um, but I also think it's my approach. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't do it in any way at all to manipulate, to manipulate. Yeah. I just come and be me. And right, yeah. That's just, all you can be. <laughs> yeah. And I, I respect a male like in, in this sport yeah. and even in, in, in the world, in the world like yeah. just in the industry, like you're, you, you're strong, you're, you're a leader here and I can be a leader too, but I'm going to lead differently. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that's like so important. I, not to, <laughs> I read a book uh, by Jocko about oh, leadership, you know, yeah. um, and like one of the, that's kind of like what he talks about in a lot of ways where it's like, there's room for everyone and there are rooms, there, there are room. Well, everyone has room. a role to play. Yeah, no, everyone has a role to play. I recently read Tribe by Sebastian Younger and he was talking about, this is like very extreme, but people being like, I guess there was a case where these people were stuck in a mine. Probably many cases where men have been stuck in, in yeah. the mine, but he was talking about these guys were stuck and they're trying to get out and how different sort of like leaders took control at different phases right. of them being stuck, you know? So in the beginning, you needed someone really tough to be like, hey, yeah. we need to get the fuck out of here because right. we're stuck in a mine. Yeah. But that only lasts for so long. And then after that, you had people who maybe weren't always seen in the group as being like leaders per se, you know, who were much more nurturing and who lended the ear to, you know, that was going to listen and the shoulder to cry on. And that kind of for a few days helped the group, you know, everyone could like air out their feelings and everyone felt like they had a space to speak. And then from there, the group moved on and said, you know what? Okay, this is our situation. Let's go from here. And I feel like a lot of women, to your point about, you know, being nurturing and this sort of stuff from our experience, like talking to all, to so many women in the sport, I guess initially I thought when we started this podcast, a lot of women, and this is so negative, but I thought a lot of women were going to feel, or they were going to say that they were up against a lot of resistance. But what we've seen is that I think in many ways, like being a woman is kind of helpful, you Mm -hmm. know, because, because like you said, like 
all these men are so strong and they're used to being around, I think, really like hard people for better or worse. Right. And when a woman comes in, I think some walls do come down. And like you said, you're not there to compete with anybody. Like mm-hmm. you're just yeah. here to be Leah. Like I'm here to help you. And if you want help, right. I'm here. I'm yeah. open arms. Like here we go. And if not, then so be it. But like no hard feelings. And I think that, I don't know if it's a woman quality, but I think a lot of women are much yeah. more okay with, with doing that being like, I'm, I'm just here for you. I'm just here. Yeah. Take it or leave it sort yeah. of thing. Like you an know? ingrained, like, I don't want to say like mom thing, but like a, like a maternal instinct. It is, it is that. Yeah. And, um, we've, there's something that, um, frequently think about after a conversation with Karen Bryant, how, you know, she's like, you know, even though I'm on the desk, I still have to like text my daughter and like, you're right. whatever <laughs> is there. And yeah. like that ability to multitask in, it's a different brand of multitasking. I know mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like, well, women can multitask. It's like, yes, we can in a lot of different ways. Yeah, but it's, it's like a different uh, approach and a different level from it. You're not looking at it. Like, how can I like, I feel like with men, like the way they view things, it's like, how can I move forward and pull people behind me? And with women, it's like, how can I <laughs> physically move, like, be in the back and make sure everyone is like, like shepherds? Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. And that's, yeah. that's interesting. I like that visual because that's kind of how I am. I mean, I'm seeing, picturing myself like during the fight week and we're on our way to do like media stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's usually me like yeah. behind and letting the guys like lead and I'm behind just making sure everyone's in their lane. Yeah. It's got to be so, I mean, I know Connor has like, uh, many people have talked about it, but Connor specifically has like talked very openly about like how stressful and demanding uh, media, media can be. So, I mean, I don't know if you're willing to, sh- to share this sort of thing, but I can't even imagine like the behind the scenes, you know, leading up to a fight, not only is without any of the media, I think it would still be stressful. You know, you're about to get into a fight, no matter how prepared you are, no matter how mentally, physically, whatever. You got to cut weight. You know, yeah. You're in the middle of cutting weight. You're probably not like giving enough attention to like your family and your friends and that sort of stuff that you, you know, maybe want, it's, it's a very selfish pursuit, you know? Yeah. And then on top of it to have to go to all these interviews and talk to people and get asked the same shit over and over and over again and be hungry and be tired, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, it's gotta be so, I don't yeah. know. Well, yeah. Well, what has interesting for experience? you to be on, to, to be one of these shepherds, as Nadia said, like helping guide these people and making sure they get to where they need to go and, and get the message they want to get out sort of thing. Right. Yeah. So some of the guys that I've worked with, even females, um, we are careful on how much we take on per mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. So That's for instance, good. I work really closely with Eric Del Fiero and he would say like, cause he would run the camp. Right. Yeah. So these are the days he can do mm-hmm. media because he knows what he's going to put yeah. the fighter through for yeah, the day yeah. of the training. That's good. Yeah. So we were either saving media for Fridays or Mondays. Mm-hmm. If there was something in between, cause it was some, it was something that was really special, but everyone else had to wait till whenever there was yeah. that block. So it wasn't all the time. I, I think Connor is a different, obviously a little different, Yeah. but at the same time, a lot of these guys, especially the ones that I work with see the media attention as a gift. Mm -hmm. So it can be a gift, but then it also can turn on you. Yeah. So it's just helping them manage, manage the load. Yeah. Um, But from our end, I mean, that's kind of like was a bigger part of my role, especially when I worked with Dominic Cruz, Mm -hmm. Um, it was making sure that there wasn't too much on his plate. And even if he was like, Oh, I don't want to do that right now. I'm like, okay, but we already said we were going to do it. I'm big on keeping my word. Yeah. 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 Um, and he would always rally, yeah. right. but even it's just making sure that reminding them 
they, like, they hey, said they were going to do it. And, or two, like, this is good for you. And yeah. I, you know, I wouldn't put this on you if I thought it was a waste of your time. Right. Um, yeah, just yeah. being yeah. mindful about that. Yeah, media is such an interesting thing, you know. It's like, such a, like kind of what you're saying. Like, it's such a fine line because one interview might make or not make or break your life, but it might give you a huge bump, you know. And yeah, it'll be very detracting. As yeah, well. but yeah, but yeah, it could be. It could go either way, you know. It could right. be either an amazing thing that helps you really get ahead and leapfrog a lot of people who maybe are kind of stuck on some sort of level, mm-hmm. or it can be a really detrimental thing where. Maybe you're just tired, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and or you got your like butt beat in practice. Yeah. So you don't want to talk to or, anybody. Right you know, now. you're, you're hungry for girlfriend. Yes. Any all those things so can like play. Girlfriends. Well you gotta be careful. There. Yeah, I gotta be careful. But, <laughs> but all those things do play a role, you know. It's, yeah. it's easy to be like, I'm an athlete, like I'm gonna do what I wanna do and I'm gonna block out all the other distractions. It's like those are all parts of your life, you know, yeah. and like yeah. and maybe you know, I know Darren Till famously said it and Heal the moment sort of thing, like how he was saying, I don't give a fuck about anything. I don't care about my girlfriend. I don't care about right. my babies. Like none of that. And it's like, you're, yeah, people you're are saying like, that now. We're <laughs> so like, how dare you say that? And he's like, well, I, I still laser focus. Like I gotta go fight. Like, it's not like a bad thing, you know, but like, I get it. You know, like we, we get it. Like you yeah. gotta, gotta. But on the flip side of that, it's like, at the end of the day, he still has to go. Like, go there, there's probably a better, <laughs> there's probably a better way of phrasing that. Um, and then, yeah, like jumping yeah. off of that, do you, do you kind of like coach people through like the media days? Like there's you know, some, I don't even need to, mm-hmm. um, but there's some, yes, I get to, yeah. it's fine. So for instance, we'll be in a city and I'll like look up facts about the city. Like, Hey, like say something about this team or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. this famous person that's from here. That's and smart. I'll just feed them certain like nuggets, but then they make it into their right. own yeah. so that um, they sound relevant. Right. And it's city. like authentic to them. Yeah, what exactly. they want to say. But yeah, those things are, are very helpful. Like we do notes on, on everybody we try before. To. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're you're. I gotta say, you have done a really good job of keeping yourself off the internet for small <laughs> details. Because some people, I'm like, hey, I know what kind of coffee you drink. I know where you were born. I know your blood type. I know your mom's name. But yeah. you, you're great. So <laughs> I've tried to stay off only because no judgment to anybody that's on there all the time. And I know people run their businesses off yeah, yeah. social media, and that's what's what's happening now. But I felt like it was a it was a time suck and mm-hmm. an energy suck. And oh yeah. Yeah, just the comparison thing that goes on within yourself. And I just felt icky after. Yeah. So I'm not, I've never had a Facebook account, um, had a Twitter account. I'm hardly on there. If I scroll through, I like get it not in my stomach seeing all the crap that's out there. Like, I can't <laughs> yeah. do this. And then Instagram, I am hardly on anymore. Yeah. I'll get on once in a while and like look at stories of, you know, yeah. people just that to I like really care dip about. Your toes back yeah, in. exactly. Like, yeah. Kind of, like, can make sure I know what's going on out yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, like, yeah, it's like to your point, it's not um, so imperative for your business or your success or your career to be like a slave to social media. So yeah. exactly. Like, why would you? I felt like at first I felt this pressure to like show who I was working with and mm-hmm. show people where I was going. And so I would stay relevant. And I'm like, no, I don't care what people think. And because yeah. my, the way I've got the athletes that I work with, um, this through word of mouth. It's yeah. never, That's I've best, never though. gone after. And again, not tooting my own horn, yeah, yeah. but I, it's always been odd, um, from word of mouth. And so I'm like, I don't need to do this. I want, I want authentic 
connections with people. And I only want to work with people that my, my heart feels connected to. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm sure you only want to work with people who want to work with you. So it's like, it's like, there's no sense. And I think we feel this way about the podcast as well. It's like, I'm not going to chase you. You know, right. like at the end of the day, if you want to be on, like, come on, do what you yeah. want to do. And if do, you like, don't, then that's fine. Right. And yeah. also, like, no, no hard feelings, but yeah. I'm just not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's a fine line. It's yeah, a fine that's line. never been, been, been my approach. I know a lot of, like, agencies and managers do that. And good yeah. for that. Yeah. Like, go that's for their it. thing. Yeah. But as far because I do my work with my soul, like, I don't want a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that I'm giving my whole heart to whoever's journey is on, you know, is on my roster at that point. Yeah. And also the way I work is I, I could be like on a retainer, let's say every mm-hmm. month, or I can just be hired for a fight camp. Like you want my support for a fight camp? Cool. If we're like done That's, after yeah. that, we're done. Yeah. Like, no hard feelings. Oh, so yeah. it's not like a year round thing. Some, some of it, yeah, some yeah. people are, but not all of them. Well, it's uh, refreshing to like, know that there's like a really kind of honest and sincere person in this field because um we've interacted with many a talent representation yeah Yeah, i I used to work at ca and i worked for an amazing agent in uh motion picture talent and he had super great big clients you know and it was like and it was i mean i learned so much from him and like seeing how and he is very much like i don't think he i also don't think he listens to this but if whatever yeah no he might but um one thing that i really valued in like working for him is he's very much like you like he all of his clients like he was genuinely passionate about them and i think it's really easy there are a lot of people in that building who i don't really think like are in it for the right reasons and they're not yeah. actually in it to like help foster the careers and and help guide people and i think you can see it you know like they might have clients that are like they sign off of like one movie or something and they just or they just want to get them to like have them but right. then they don't really do anything with that person yeah. whereas like the boss that i worked for like there was i can't really like divulge all the details but there was a situation where it was a really big movie and a really big opportunity for one of his clients to, like, be in this thing. And at the time, his client was doing such amazing things. Like, maybe not always on screen, but he was getting a lot of recognition in the world. And he's mm-hmm. a very important person in the world. And the studio who wanted to hire him just we weren't seeing the value in the actual number that they were offering us. And they were trying to throw it back at my boss. And with this guy, this guy from the studio was calling him, like literally screaming. And my boss was like, here's the thing. If you keep screaming, I'll just hang up on you. Cause I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Straight up. I don't care. Like we don't need this. This is, this is way more for you than it does for my client. And I don't, like, I honestly don't care. And yeah. it was hard to tell the client, like, hey, <laughs> you're yeah. not going to make this well, money sort of thing. Um, and it ended up working yeah. out, like, for the better. And I think, like, seeing him, like, really break it down and, like, be passionate about the longevity of, like, the person's career and actually give a shit about the person, not just about, like, a paycheck because he could have just gotten paid. Yeah. Um, I think is so important. Yeah, that's something even, even more than anything else. I have made a decision to not take anyone on based on money. Yeah. Ever. I'd never make a decision based on money, like how much I'm going to get or how much I'm not going to get. I made that decision way back when I started this. I never want to do that. And I'm sure the fighters that you have worked with and you do work with, um, either like long-term or like you said, per fight camp, they uh, really appreciate, you know, your passion for helping them. Because because it is honest and sincere. And it's like, you know, for them, it's like, yeah, actors and like you have like other sports stars, but like they are getting punched in the face at the end of the day. (laughs) And like that level of passion for what they're doing is like in a different dimension, I think, than from a lot of other passions. Yeah. And, you know, I'm I'm, yeah, I'm sure they really appreciate someone that's like, I get it. (laughs) I'm here for you. This is a safe space. 
Yeah. yeah and that's what I, I hope I create is a safe space. Um, I want them to feel my heart in the work that I do, yeah. whether it's in a text reminder or Those things know, matter. just all <laughs> they of do, that. Like, yeah. the, all the little things I want them to know that I'm always for them. Sabina Mazo said it when she came on the podcast. She was just like, if I was in this for money, <laughs> yeah. like, I could just do another job. Like I don't yeah. need to be doing this, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. You know? Oh yeah. Like th- that's, so glad that you were here speaking of money like you know there's a lot of talk about like compensation providers and the fairness and everything like what kind of is your take on it like what do you think about it what can be changed what can uh, not to put you like in the no, spot I spot, but be fascinating to know what you think i do feel like the base level should go up especially with all the tv deals that yeah. are going on because yeah i just feel like it's only fair but i also don't want to say that you know say the UFC or Bellator should be paying this amount of money. I don't think, I think we're in a time right now where everyone feels like they deserve something and there's this like handout thing and no one wants to work for it. But I do believe as far as like fighters base pay, like starting pay, it should go up. We also have to be marketable. Yeah. 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 It's, it's definitely like a, you gotta meet that halfway. And, but I mean, like I, I, we will agree with you as far as like base pay, because like at the end of the day, they're really sacrificing a lot of their health. And like, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, it's such a big deal. With like people like Sabina and like, oh, so many other fighters spoken out about like, yeah, I'm not doing this because like, yeah, money is a nice thing, but this is just like my calling in life. Right. You know, and like, that's beautiful, you know, that they're able to make something for themselves, you know, like stay out of trouble or really change their lives around, help their families, et cetera, et cetera. Set examples for other, you know, growing generations they're like oh this can be a positive thing violence can be a positive thing so yeah you know it's, it's like a altruistic almost so i get it but then also like cte you yeah. know yeah. Like there there's like a health component for sabila maybe maybe now that things are changing and i mean without pointing fingers at anybody but it's like times are changing like i said big huge media yeah. deals are being made and like maybe it is time to kind of just take a step back and like sit down at a table and yeah, like and reevaluate yeah and be like hey like we do need to change something because i don't know some people getting paid three grand or even less to get like brain damage. I don't know what yeah. it's like. But then again, like, exactly yeah. to your point, like you, you gotta be marketable. You gotta, it's like, you have to be a product because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it yeah. is a transactionary thing. You know, they are providing entertainment. Like even it, all sports are entertainment, right? So it's like, it's so fascinating. It's like, there's like a quantum level to it. We're like, oh, it's so beautiful. We're exploring humanity through fighting. And then there's like a more like general relativity level. We're like, well, gravity is like still a thing that like, this is a reference that like four people are having. Like, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It's like we can keep, we can dig, 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 dig and find yeah. some kind of metaphysical, metaph- whatever. At the like, end of the day, we're watching people beat each yeah. other up for fun. And so it's like, <laughs> yeah. It is, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. It's hard to kind of reconcile the two. Like, there is a product and this is like a capitalist society. And then it's like the huge existentialism, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, you're totally right. I, yeah, like I, I hope people get paid what they're worth, but it's like you also got to know what your worth is and like true keep at it and then keep expressing it. And hopefully there will be more people like you in this industry that make that safe space for people to be able to really explore their worth and be able to monetize it in a way that is makes all the health and life sacrifices worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a. We tend to go on like spiritual journeys. Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, like suddenly it becomes yeah. like so That's profound. what I'm good at. <laughs> yeah. It's like, where do we go? Yeah. Yeah. There's been like a lot of like crying on the podcast. Really? And like, oh yeah, we've yeah. had like so many, yeah. so much I actually emotion. Thought, I'm like, what am I crying? I don't think 
will be a bad thing. No. You just want to be open. Yeah. And, and then that's, you know, that's yeah. what we strive to do. Like, you make a safe space for <laughs> fighters, and we try to make a safe space for all the people in this industry. And I think we started out, like, trying to normalize it or, like, make the it relatable. But I think at this point, we're just like, well, Caroline Pierce said about it. She was just like, people who think this is niche, fight me. Just, just stop. Just literally stop. It's not niche anymore. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I always tell people, at least in our industry, like, when they try and kind of diminish the sport of fighting, I go, hey, so Lucasfilm sold to Disney for $4 billion. The UFC sold to WME for $4 billion. Are you trying to say that Lucasfilm isn't a real, like, yeah, isn't yeah. legitimate? Because monetarily, they're worth the same, same amount. Thing. Like, they may have made Star Wars, but they're worth $4 billion. Okay, so <laughs> I don't really know what you're trying to say here. You know, like, it's as real as it gets. And like, it's I, don't, I think it's here to stay, obviously. Um, yeah. uh, and I don't care if people don't think it is, because I'm I'll watch it in a closet by myself. I don't care, you know. <laughs> Sometimes but, I prefer because I don't want to be around people that don't know um, the sport. Yeah, yeah, we often have that. Um, and <sighs> yes. that. like going oh, to a bar and watching yeah. fights oh, and like yeah, no. hearing guys next to me make fun of the guys that were like doing jujitsu, right? Just making inappropriate comments in case you're an idiot. Uh, have you ever been like, listen, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. And like received flack. Yes, before I actually worked in the, in oh, the really? UFC. So when I would go, or not just in the UFC, in MMA. Yeah. When I would go and watch fights and I would, I think I said this during our pre-interview, but I would I would be the one girl, like the friend there early to save a table. That's when totally when UFC was on Spike TV, <laughs> yeah. like 2008 or whatever it was. You guys were babies. So we were in eighth grade. <laughs> we're, we're lucky because uh, it just so happens like the year that we were born, 1994, uh, the year that we were born, every year is lined up with the grade that we were in. So like 2008 was eighth grade. Like we graduated uh, high school in 2012. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> That's how I know. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would not That's know. That's a really good point. I, like, I, I don't know how old I was. I can't tell numbers apart. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 We, were, we were totally in that same situation like where we would go to bars and like Nadia almost got in a fight with a man at a bar. I did. <laughs> Because he was like, my fights would mainly be over like saving the space, though. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it kind of like, the same thing. It's big like biker dudes. I'm like, nope, this is my space. Like, I'm gonna watch. The, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. watch, and you're gonna get They're out. They're not of here way. yet. They're coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this man was just like the the bar we were at is like near uh, the Honda. Honda no, 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 not Honda Center. The Angel Stadium. Oh. And huh. so like this man came with his wife to watch like the baseball game. He could have just walked across the street to watch, and they were upset. Also, it was a tilted kilt, so it's like going to Hooters, and he oh, had right. his wife there with like a like We're a cabernet like in there it's like this is not where you take your wife so yeah. just first off stop and he like complained i guess to the waitresses that there weren't enough tvs of the baseball on but he was like the only one there watching it and but everyone else watching fighting yeah and also we got there at like four, four. <laughs> this man came like three hours two hours later you know and so I was just like, who the fuck cares about baseball? Like, I just said it under my breath. And I guess he heard it. And he was just like, like, started, like, getting my face. I'm like, I've been here way longer than you. Like, I'm, on, I'm here to watch the fights. Like, sir, do not. Like, I was just kind of like, drunk. So I was like, <laughs> fine, let's do it. I was not about to hold her back. I was like, fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> like, how dare this guy, you know? And then also at the bar, it was funny because, like, we would sit there and we know all the girls because they would always be like, every few weeks, these two girls sit here for six hours. Like, <laughs> who are it. these people? Like, so what's great. going on? So we'd start, they would come and sit down and then we'd be like, okay, the next fight after this, you're going to want to pick this person. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is how you're going to get more tips. Okay. Yeah. Go around and talk about this stuff. So it was just like funny. Out. Yeah. But we digress. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. What were we talking about? I don't even know. Um, um, just, you know, like being a woman in the space and then people saying that 
oh, do you know things? What do you know? Let's find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any specific stories yeah, no. that I can tell. But it's always like, oh, you work in fight? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Also, you're very, like, feminine, too. So I think. Uh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. And I'm trying to keep it that way, too. As you should. I usually yes. wear bigger earrings. I <laughs> used the um, Milwaukee. I was actually working at Fox at the time, freelancing this past, uh, what was it? I think, when was it? UFC on Fox, Milwaukee, like, December. Yeah. And I get so lost. Hoop earrings on, and I could not get in the building. I couldn't get through security. I had to take off my. What? Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Get through the metal detector. To that point, it's like we've heard it from our first guest, Laura, too. She's just like, you know, I always thought, like, since I'm in like wrestling and it's like a boy thing, I should be like aggressive right. and present masculine. And she's like, no, like, I'm so powerful as a lady. So, yeah. do you think, have you had the similar kind of realization? I'm I like, do. I feel the same way. I feel very comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. In the industry. That's so awesome. Um, I don't feel like I have to like wear less makeup or you don't don't wear my heels. And I also don't want to be, I'm never like inappropriate in my dress. Mm-hmm. I yeah. still keep it modest, but I still am me. Like I want to yeah. be fully female totally in the space because everyone else is male. I don't want to yeah. be like a man. I yeah. don't want to compete, whether it's competing for a job or it's competing for attention or space yeah. and not attention like that kind of attention yeah yeah i just i don't need to play yeah. beyond myself in the space i've been very fortunate to feel like i am okay being fully me here that's so um, awesome and also i think that's like very cool to hear because i think a lot of people on the outside at least anecdotally what we've heard people who don't really follow fighting whenever they talk to us about it there's this assumption that not necessarily or specifically towards women but i think like there's this idea that like everyone is homogenous in their masculinity and they're like uh testosterone levels mm-hmm. and so i think it's really refreshing and like awesome to hear and it's also been really cool for us to see the reception of this podcast and see that so many men like for a really long time thankfully right now are demographics are very far uh leaning towards women but in, in the beginning it was a lot of men who yeah. were initially following us and uh, one of my really good guy friends from like in high school he's like yo i'm gonna go back to wrestling because he was a wrestler in high school um shouts mo and uh <laughs> he's just like i've just been so inspired like oh, i gotta good. go back and do it so that that's been been really cool we like started out trying to service the women we think are underserved like the voices you know yeah. and then what we found out is that like actually we're helping both genders kind of figure it out and right. um, even just the name of your podcast i was, was like oh yeah <laughs> Great. It's really funny because we have like all these other ideas and I remember sitting at lunch with one of my friends and I was like, mm-hmm. our other name, it was very cool, but very niche. Uh-huh. And I remember sitting at lunch with one of our friends and I was like, Mackenzie, like, I don't know what we're going to call this podcast. Like we need a name, obviously. And she was like, okay, what do you guys have? And so we had, we were, we, the ideas that we had, I don't know if I deleted the document, but the ideas there's that we like had, 40 different. Yeah. And they were, some of them were horrible. And I turned <laughs> my phone around. I was like, I don't know, look at these names. And she goes, oh cage-free chicks. It's pretty funny. It's like chickens, right? And she goes, it'd be so funny if that's what you call, what you called it. And we kind of got to a dead end with the other name we were pursuing. And we had to get like yeah. a permission from somebody uh, and all this sort of stuff. And then I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's just go with cage-free chicks. Yeah. Like, we can make a lot of egg jokes. We love eggs, you know. We love chickens. And yeah. also like at the time, Rhonda had been like posting all these photos of like her on her farm and like with chickens. <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's so funny. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah. it just kind of works out. But to my point, it's like, it's so interesting that like all these women who are in the sport are so well 
welcomed by by a group of men that people on the outside think maybe are not as welcoming. And as seen, they, yeah, yeah, you know. And so it's really interesting to see, like, and hearing your story and hearing so many women's stories. That, like, while there may be a little bit of resistance in the beginning, whether it's like people starting the sports and feeling like not welcome on the mat or in mm-hmm. the cage or whatever, yeah. it seems like at the highest level. Karen was saying this about Michael Bisping. Like, I love, <laughs> I love the relationship so much. I just think they're so cute because, like, on International Women's Day or something, he. Like, I was in that video. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I just think it's so funny that, like... I did not expect you to say that. I was like, oh, look at him, go. Oh, no! Michael, stop, you know? But but Karen was just, like, talking about how, like, there's, like, such friendly banter. And, like, you know, like, I just think it's so cool to see... It sounds so simplistic. getting along. Yeah, no, but, like, men and women and, like, in such a sport... And a sport that people think of as like really barbaric, like everyone gets along and everyone totally is they like really com- do. comfortable, you know. And like I think we've talked about it before. Like I think they're I think okay tonight perfect example like Rose is fighting. Like I think most most of the people watching the card are watching it because they want to see that fight. Mm-hmm. And most of the card is males, but all the males, the majority of the males that are buying it are watching because they're like, fuck man, like Rose and Jessica, what? Like, yeah. God, nobody even knows, you know? So it's so cool to just like, I don't know what I'm saying. It's just cool to see that like yeah. everyone's like embracing and getting along when in the world, not everyone gets along. And yeah, it's so funny. And I would say it's different in other sports. Yeah. Not to put down other sports, but yeah. this sport is the most, I feel like the most diverse. Totally. In cultures, ethnicities, nationalities, whatever, and men and women. Totally. Rather, like, you know, because you just have men playing back. Basketball. I mean, they're not playing on the same court. It's not like an even playing field. Whereas, like here, it, it is really the same like, rules. The so only thing different is you have to do a pregnancy test before. Yeah, like that's the only thing added to your yeah right. medical. Like, but at the end of the day, they're like using the exact same weapons. Everything. Like, yeah. I remember when Yolanda was champion, like, there would be guys, like, they would, like, I, I don't know, it wasn't ESPN at the time, it must have been Fox, but I remember, like, on their social media and stuff, they'd talk to the guys, and the guys would just be like, dude, like, I don't want to fight her. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, do, yeah. like, do you see what she did? Or, like, you know, when Cyborg won, I remember all the media after that, like, every single man was talking about, about Amanda, you know, and they were like, what the fuck? Like, holy shit. Like, I he never put away that. cyborg. You right. know, That's and insane. like, and, and you can tell by the reaction on their face. Like, it's not like they think of that as like an other thing. They're like, they're, they're probably thinking, running it through their mind, like, what would I be doing? You yeah. Know? So, yeah, yeah it's so cool to see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like, you, you've been in this sport kind of like before and now in the post women are so popular in MMA. Like, what, what is your perspective on that? Like, what is like the uh, comparison that you make if you do make them? Like, kind of how it was before women kind of broke down the door and made it possible for other women to pursue this as a career and now that it's like so popular amongst women where do you see it going or I think I mean obviously it's very positive I see it very positive for young girls to see little girls in jujitsu gyms or on the wrestling mat or boxing so like they feel like they actually have someone to look at that it's they don't feel out of place. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas before, maybe they're like, oh, here's a girl on the mat. Now it's like normalized. Um, so it's it's very empowering, I think, for, I sound like an old lady, like for, for the next generation. Um, <laughs> no, even us. I mean, I think we like, also say, yeah, yeah. We're, we're also kind of like, would be kind of old <laughs> in comparison to like, to the sport. To the, yeah. yeah. But I think it's obviously, it's a, it's a great thing. Um, but I think more than anything is just what I see in MMA, and I'm sure you, as fans, and people up close to the sport is watching the potential of a human. Yeah. Totally. Expand and expand and more and more. They can do more. They can be more. They can do more. So I just think this sport, and actually it's happening all over. That's that's basically what sports is. It's just somebody beating somebody else's record and just the potential 
of the human body, the human brain, the mentality. Yeah, totally. Um, but I just think that just creates a whole next level of the human race to be able to have these people in a cage, in, a, in an octagon, whatever it is, and have these younger people watching them like this is possible whether they get involved or not it's just actually like looking at what's possible Mm -hmm. and maybe they'll use it as a parallel into their their own lives absolutely yeah we always talk about how most people come into fighting they don't come from easy lives you know i don't really think a lot of them don't i think it's it actually might actually be really difficult to come from a privileged sort of easy life and then come into fighting because it's so hard and i think it's for that reason i think fighting is very important because like you're saying these stories that come out when you hear the stories and hear what these people and the adversity that these people have like gone through rose perfect example to see her become champion to see her be like hey i want to change the world for a better place i think it's so meaningful for little kids to see yeah Regardless of gender. Yeah, yeah, regardless of gender, just to like see like Jose Aldo, like coming from like a favela and then being on the world stage. It's like, I'm sure yeah. these people don't even, they couldn't even imagine that that's where they would be. But just to be that shining example to younger generations, I think is like so important. Yeah. Some of the fighters that I've had the privilege of working with or still do, they have they have those moments of just like, I used to sleep in the car, like my car with my mom. Yeah. And now I'm on this, like I'm the main event. Um, that's in it. I have chills. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Fox or ESPN, yeah. whatever it is, to have somebody just out there showing that example. I think also that's what I love about being on this side is that I get to help them tell their story. And that's actually why I went into it. Another reason why I went into it, because I knew that there was more beyond what they did yeah. in, in the cage and in the octagon. It was there's a the human story, the human story. And yeah. I wanted to help tell that story. Even when I was on the TV side, being on the management side, I want like, let them know who you are. Yeah. Be you. Like, it's so let them just even with your slang and your, you know, just be all the way you. Yeah. Be, yeah. And that's honestly like to your point about how like you need to be marketable and stuff. Like I think that is like what sells. Like ultimately we've talked about it so much on the podcast, but it's like, you know, it's not that you need to be out there talking shit. You just no. need to, you just need to be you. Right. Like, yeah. Okay. Mike Perry for a perfect example. Like He's such so a weirdo, great. but so great. Like yeah. honestly, so <laughs> amazing. Can't stop watching like him. I love him. I, I think he's amazing. Wife now. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetest yeah. wife too. She's adorable. And he's just true to himself. And like, mm-hmm. that's what people want to see, you know? Yeah. And then we always talk about it, but like, as the example, like Robbie Lawler, like exact opposite, but totally him. And I think right. that's why people love it. Cause it's just like, and, I, and not to shit on Colby Covington, but and uh, whatever. It's like, I think people can see through, um, his charade maybe and a little bit cringy. Yeah. And I think that's why it's cringy though. You know, like you see the people where it's, it is just them. And yeah. then you see this sort well, you of can act. spot authenticity. Yeah. 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 And you want to be near authenticity. Yeah. You yeah. want to keep watching authentic people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's so. why I think also like social media, even like the real, real story. I'm so overseeing posts of like perfect people and perfect lives. Like show me somebody with no makeup on and, mm-hmm. you know, with their hair up in a bun and like real life. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. see that. But even like fighters, like I, some of them, I'm like, just let them see you. Just, yeah. You just don't have them, yeah. to like have a full on like production. Just yeah. let them see what's going on in your life. They want to feel a part of it. One of our male friends uh, recently pointed this out and I don't know how like we didn't really realize it, but you know, like there's this whole culture of like uh, female influencers and like mm-hmm. they are the misnomer. I want to say like, it's a pretty negative word. Like Insta thought, you know, is used mm-hmm. with it. And it's because, <laughs> you know, they are, and that's fine. Like you, you do you, you monetize whatever you want, but right. he's like, it's so funny how like he went through a lot of like female fighter accounts and he's like, 
none of none of these women are doing that doing that you know and like they're all very real they're like like you said like sweaty with a bun or just like oh i've just been fighting like sparring for five hours and like i want to like tear my skin off because i'm so (laughs) tired but it's like really cool to see that you know and Perhaps the people, the, the women that do kind of put on a whole production on social media to try right. and sell their business. It's like, stop. <laughs> no, I guess like, but, but it's like, you know, like Chael and Connor, like uh, for some people, like that kind of polished, like uh, performance, you know, that works for them. But I think for a lot of people, you know, they would probably be a lot more um, successful, I think, or like reachable or tangible in a way if they were a little bit more like, it's not all about, you know, Photoshopping all of your mistakes out. Be real. Right. You want to connect with people that you relate to yeah mm-hmm. the end of the day like you know with Rachel Ostovich she kind of has like a great blend of both where mm-hmm. she like like yourself she's just like no I'm like a hot woman like I'm gonna do the, you know I'm gonna own it I'm gonna wear the heels that I want I'm and but then yeah like she has an incredible body so like dude show it off but at the same time she also is like very real like I'm a mom and then like I have to go to the gym and like I'm so and she still looks great even when she's yeah Exhausted, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting to see that duality sort of thing. Paige Van mm-hmm. also does it very well. I used yeah. to work with her. And I, love she, her. I promise you, she's the same person. As you she can is tell. On yeah, her today she social media as she is. Like, I was behind closed doors. This is like I'm bashing myself, but also praising Paige at the same time uh, because this morning I woke up and I. Probably should have been reading or doing something productive, and I was just like watching her story in my bed at like 10 a.m. Like, man, I should get my day started. But she was like, posted this video or this like whole sequence of videos where she was like on, she I think she's in Miami or something right now, but yeah. she was like on a balcony and she was tanning and she was like, oh, I forgot my bathing suit. She's she's there naked, but you can't see her or something. Like, yeah. I, and she's like, and I realized that everyone on the balcony is above <laughs> me can probably see my ass, but the thing is that my ass is already on Sports Illustrated. So she's like, I'm kind of grappling. It's like, on the one hand, should I stop giving them a show because they should go buy Sports <laughs> Illustrated, or should I just tan yeah. because I want to tan? Yeah. And I was just like, "Yes, girl, tan." Like she was like, "I don't care. I seriously do not care." Yeah. Like it's whatever. a weird balance because she does catch a lot of flack for how she embraces her sexuality and her, you know, how she looks. And then people are like, "Well, it's not her fault that but she's pretty." Yeah, like, but then it's like, but that is her. You know, people like I know. Chris Weidman did that like whole video parodying her Reebok black and white. Okay, but like, was it a while ago? Yeah. yeah. It's like back when the whole yeah. deal happened and there was like a black and white collection. So she made this like really kind of um, salacious video like where she was just like kind of on her floor and she's like, you guys look at this new collection and she's like raising her shirt. Oh, you know, right, yeah. right. And then like people shitting on that and then like all the Chris Weidman's parody is pretty funny, I will admit. Because he but, is like in, I think he like rolls his shirt up or something and yeah. he's also laying on the ground. He's like, guys. Yeah. Like, but it's like that's her you know why yeah. should she change who she is who she is yeah. just yeah, because she's she, been dancing and modeling yeah, before totally. she got into yeah fighting. so it's like so, well, yeah well it's like all the people that are saying like oh my god rose just like grow your hair out and it's like do you think she gives a fuck about you because she doesn't Okay, doesn't she doesn't one. give a fuck about this you. This woman like says the Lord's prayer and face off. <laughs> also, like, she already got a man. She doesn't need you. She doesn't need the keyboard warrior. She's not great. She doesn't need hair. You know, I don't know. Whatever. Like, I think it's so cool. Yeah, it's like some people do. Some people don't. Really weird balance. Trying to figure it out. Yeah, because. but at the end of the day, it's like just be yourself. Just be yourself. Like literally, yeah. just be yourself. Also, it's probably way easier to be yourself than like like Colby. The amount like does he have to write a script? Like what does he have to like? <laughs> I don't even like. How do you even keep up with that? Like, what if he has? Maybe he has writers. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I, that's what I love about. Like, Perhaps he needs to hire you for a second <laughs> and just and you're like, listen, Colby, stop, <laughs> just stop doing this. Just Let's be figure yourself, out buddy. who you are. <laughs> so that's what I've always loved about like Chael. You know, I mean, I'm such a Chael fan girl, but. <laughs> like he used well, to be sorry. my Facebook 
banner or whatever. But what I've always loved about him, I think that we told you this, is that like we used to watch these like hour long compilations of him talking. <laughs> and it's like no person could script that because the things that come out of that guy's mouth are so authentic and just so funny. I'm like, He's great. Always, just be yeah. you. Just literally He's be right. you, you know? So yeah. I can yeah. imagine like, it's really fun to work with him and support him. He's great. I love him. Yeah. He's so fun, obviously in front of camera and all that, but behind the scenes, he's the most generous, kind person yeah. you'll ever meet. Hands down compared to anybody I know. Oh, chill. This is just deepening the love for chill. <laughs> Can you love him more? Yes. It's yes. funny because we have, we have like friends who, um, and this is like going off on tangent, but, um, we have friends who like have just kind of more recently gotten into the sport. So they don't, they're like, don't they have, miss the chill era. Yeah. And so for them. it's funny. Cause like, they'll see him in particular, like now on the desk and they'll be like, God, like, who is this guy? Like, he's so annoying. And I'll be like, you shut your mouth. Like, <laughs> you put some respect on this. Like, I'm like, do you think there'd be a, like, oh, Mark, it, like, a ser- I mean, even now I'm like getting sweaty. It's like, it's like, it's like <laughs> yes. seriously triggering. It's like, please, honestly, don't start this fight with me because you'll yeah. lose. But yeah, I mean, he's somebody that's like so authentic and like, and, and is like perfect balance of like, the media and the and the actual skit, you know, I don't yeah. know. He's just a model citizen. Well, no, do you put in a lot of effort kind of like with him? No, no, no. Not on that type. No, I'm hands off on that. It's like, you do you, man. Yeah. But, oh, I, that's so cool. I won't take any credit for that. Giving him that like space and like trusting him to be himself and like be marketable like also really helps him. No, yeah, really but I wouldn't even see, for me, it's like he's an authority in the sport. Yeah. So I'm yeah. just like, I'm not downplaying my role. Like, yeah. That man is so busy. So I help him like organize his whole life, you know, TV stuff. Yeah. yeah. Stuff. I love his videos in the car. Like, yeah, <laughs> like just, can you focus on the road? <laughs> like, I think he has like a local camera guy and they think once in a while his wife. Oh, so, so he's being, he's being a safe driver. No, there was a video recently where he was like literally pulled over on the side of the road. Oh, and, okay, um, no. And there was like a fire. Like, this is, I'll have to find the video. There was like a fire and you could see it in like his like <laughs> rear view mirror and like the like the side mirror and all the comments are like, dude. <laughs> like, like, really? like is your car on fire? <laughs> you could literally see it. Raising fire. I was, I was like really trying to focus on what he was saying. I was like, I know what you're saying is important, but your car's on fire. <laughs> anyway, we know that you're not on trying to promote your social media and all that, but we do want to um, give you the opportunity to like tell people where to find you. If you want people to find you, if not, then then yeah, yeah. I mean, remain anonymous. Yeah, posted in yeah, a while. Yeah. If you want to see what my life was like? Yeah. Like six, seven months ago. <laughs> uh, Leah, at Leah Omadia on Instagram. Amazing. Um, my business website is ezeragency.com. E-Z-E-R agency. I'm so like happy that we learned what Ezer means. Like it's such a... We were wondering, but then I don't know why we... You know, also, it's, it's a good weird. thing we didn't Google it because it's good to hear it from the source. Well, we want to thank you so much for sitting down and talking with us. I hope thank that you found you. that this conversation was much easier than you yeah, imagined. Definitely. <laughs> I'm still very like honored well i i still will be for a while yeah you guys wanted to hear from me i think my appreciation for production of just anything in general like it always increases whenever we talk to people that are behind the scenes and like you know do have production experience like different Mm -hmm. than live broadcasts but just like film sets and everything and um it's always so impressive knowing like all the little things that go into making like a big wholesome product. Yeah. yeah. It truly yeah. does take a village. And so, yeah. And a lot of the times, like I know us being on film sets, a lot of the, I don't want to say underlings, but a lot of people behind the scenes, like don't really get the recognition, no, they you don't. know? And it's like, like we had a friend come on set one time and he was like, 
holy shit, like there are a lot of people here for the small, like little thing, you know? And so I don't know, we, we always sit through the movie credits and pay homage to all the people that are, you know, that make it happen because it is so important because it's easy to look at the kind of, what is that? Yeah. You know, or the the image, yeah, the tip of the iceberg without understanding like what lies below the surface and the like far net, like big, fast network of people who make it happen. We hope people, you know, like when listening to the story, they're a little more educated. They also grow more appreciation and perhaps it sparks in some people like a realization like oh maybe i can also do that and you know I help so. yeah, make absolutely. our wonderful world grow a little bigger is um, yeah <laughs> you're very inspiring and like all of your journey it's like you're serious like girl boss goals yeah <laughs> no totally agreed so. I, I really appreciate <laughs> yeah thank, thank you so much awesome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cage Free Chicks. If you want to know more about us, slide into our DMs on Instagram and Twitter at Cage Free Chicks, C-H-I-X. Also, please download, share, and leave us a review on iTunes. We would greatly appreciate it. And if you want to be our next guest, you can reach us by email, cagefreechicks, C-H-I-X, at gmail.com. Until next time.